fun. They are kicking off a new era for the Mr. Arsenal podcast tonight, bringing you a new couple of hosts, a new panel, debuts left, right and centre. Um, and as I say, a brand new era for the All Arsenal show. Talking about all the men's games, the women games, any news, anything in between. So if you are in the comments, feel free to drop any questions you like, any topics you'd like us to talk about that we may have missed. Um, we love interacting with you, so do please get involved. Uh, we will start off tonight with my co-host going forward. Liam, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you, G. Um, welcome <laughs> on board and congratulations on your debut show, which is going to be good to see. Um, but yeah, I'm still kind of getting over the events on Saturday, so... Yeah, I didn't get into half seven in the morning, so at least we talk about that the better at the moment as it goes. We will get into it. We will. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And a familiar face to us, Sparks, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. And congratulations on your um yeah, your new platform. Yeah, well done to both of you. Um yeah, in uh in the uh presence of royalty. <laughs> You're very Germanasily. <laughs> Um, yeah, and we've got some newbies joining us tonight for the first time. So, Bez, how are you? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. And joining us from really sunny America, Mackenzie, oh, how are you? Yes, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Good. No problem at all. Thanks for joining us. Uh, so, yeah, let's just get straight into it, shall we? The 4-1 win at the weekend over Newcastle. So, we'll, we'll kick off with the starting 11, if you can, please, sir. Yep, I will get that up for us now. Um, sorry, guys, I just had a little bit, bit of a brain freeze there. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's my first, there's my first mistake of the um, day. But, um, get it out of the way early. early. Yeah, get it out of the way early. There you go. <laughs> Not at all. Not Here we go then. There we go. Yeah. So obviously, we've we've spoken a few times previously about the starting eleven at the moment. So. Um, Sparks, what did you what did you make of the the change of bringing Jorginho in this time? Yeah, I mean, I thought he'd come in um, for the Porto game, and I thought he'd, he'd uh, either be a sub in this game. But uh, yeah, um, I thought he was a welcome addition. Um, nice to see the way he was using utilizing Havertz as well. Um, yeah, I just, I just liked the the starting lineup. It was just it was just really fresh. The, the same but quite refreshing and fresh at the same time so um yeah i just really liked it nice yeah and, and bez what were your thoughts on the starting 11 and is there anyone that you would have maybe preferred to be in the starting 11 or or bench this time to be honest with you looks looks solid and as far as said it looked good and i'm happy that he's utilizing uh Havertz as a um, i'll say like a striker kind of center forward role uh, Mackenzie, any different thoughts from you? No, I absolutely loved it. Uh, the you know bringing in Jorginho was perfect. Like like he said, I thought he would have come in against Porto, but um, Jorginho was unbelievable as well as Havertz. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a welcome change, wasn't it? Yes. Yep. Uh, brilliant. And sir, as you were there the other day, I want to talk a little bit about the atmosphere building up to the game. Obviously, we've got a cracking picture in the background that was taken just above the tunnel um, as all the players are stepping out onto the pitch. But what was it like sort of in the pub pre-game? Was it was there a different feeling towards it? I think there was a different feeling towards it. I think, um, I think we knew how much of a big game this was. I think we knew that due to 
the needle, I believe, that's been embedded in between the Arsenal and Newcastle games over the last probably 12 to 18 months. I think that played a factor. I definitely think the St. James's Park game and how that kind of end, ended up, we needed to make some of the wrongs right from that from that game. So I think 100% the fans were up for it. And I, what really impressed me was how well the club were up for it as well and what they'd done in the background before the game in terms of obviously the message that came out on Friday night in terms of the light show, in terms of the flags, the scarves. Um, and I can't fault the club, honestly. Like, I thought it was an electric atmosphere on their Saturday night. I watched the first half back last night and it, it seemed it seemed as good as it's been in there for for a long, long time. And I've seen some cracking atmospheres over the last um, 12 to 24 months, but I think that was up there with the very best on Saturday night. Nice. And Sparks, how was it for you? Did you get to the game? Yes, I did, yeah. Um, how was it for you? To, to be honest, I, th I think it's one of the best atmospheres that that's, isn't a Tottenham game for that the, the, there's been for a while. Um, obviously, the Tottenham games are just a different level, generally. Um, I believe the flags were put on by Red Action and that they weren't for, for taking, so that they, they need a bit of credit as well. Um, I feel that the uh, the old dream to, um, the Ashburton Army get a lot of credit, um, but they seem to publicise what they do. Um, I don't think really um, the other kind of supporters groups really get the credit when when they do something, but I, I kind of feel that they're just quiet about it. They don't really say that they're involved. Um, maybe they should be a bit more outspoken about it. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I thought it was it was wicked. I, I normally sit down um, in the North Bank as well, so I was a bit good not that I wasn't part of that. Um, and kind of you know a bit disappointed that they didn't they didn't spread anything into the upper tier as well. But then at the same time, I can kind of see why they don't. Um, obviously, you know the TV cameras don't get up there and stuff and. And it wasn't really about that. It was just about getting people just kind of invigorated and involved with the atmosphere. So, and I, I think he did his job perfectly. So, uh, yeah, well done to the club. Well done to Red Action, uh, Ashburton Army, obviously Army as well. Um, and uh, yeah, every fan in the stadium because I think I think it was an electric atmosphere. I really do. Yeah, it's it's brilliant, isn't it? And do you think maybe it's because they're maybe starting out putting these flags in smaller sections to see how it's perceived by the fans before they maybe look at think of expanding it throughout the stadium not necessarily i think it's about money um I, and, and the supporters clubs have to fund it themselves and uh, I, I mean i i did see red action post that some of these things got taken home uh and, and whatnot but i could understand how that happens as well because they didn't really publicize that they weren't there for taking home. They pub they didn't really publicise anything about it. They just literally just said there's going to be flags and scarves, and and that's kind of it. So um, I, I think maybe a better job could be done about that. Um, there's a couple of tifos, obviously the East Stand, right? And I know they don't do tifos very often. Man <laughs> alive, they screwed that up. <laughs> it must have took about on half an hour to unfurl unfurl that uh, that tifo. It's just it's just crazy. Um, <laughs> they need to get some practice in. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it looked really More impressive. Anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if if not a little bit cumbersome. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair to say. <laughs> um, Bez, is there something that you like seeing in the crowd pre-match, and do you think it should uh, 
be funded more with the club to maybe get it around the stadium? I totally agree. Simply be now, I think it's going to six, 16, 17 years now in Emirates Stadium. As as the commentators said, I won't say names obviously for the sake of it right now, but, but as I said, surely now, since we settled down this new stadium about time, we have to make it so hostile for the you know away team. Will be Newcastle, especially as you guys said in early moments, will be Tottenham. But the way we, we build up that momentum, that of that 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 crowd, you know, moment that you, you connect with the crowd, you know, that connection you build together is amazing to see again. And for me personally, growing up as an Austin fan years gone by, I think by far this is the best atmosphere we, I think we're seeing right down the club in terms of will be the fans' side of it, the players engage with the fans, which is nice to see. Also, as well, they play for the shirt. Again, I can't fault anything so far in that side of it. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Uh, and Mackenzie, what about the Flames? Did you like them? And do you think oh, it's something we, yes. should, we should keep? <laughs> oh, yes, uh, definitely. I think, you know, like he said, it brings like just another element to the game. It, you know, it brings the fans in. And we, you know, we always hear about how hard it is to play at Liverpool, how hard it is to play the, the Etihad against City. And if we're going to, you know, we're Arsenal. We're supposed to, it's supposed to be hard to play at the Emirates. And it has been in the last couple of years, but um, we always hear about Liverpool and Manchester City. But um, coming from someone who um, in college in the United States, uh, we do Flames every single game and the college kids love the Flames. So I'm a I'm 100 percent on for the Flames. <laughs> and you think it should be every single game like a, a, a lunchtime kickoff or a three o'clock kickoff? Or do you think it should be saved for these bigger occasions? I think, you know, some of these bigger occasions, I agree. I think the bigger occasions, um, definitely. Uh, I mean, it, it, it might be a little odd in the middle of the day with flames in the middle of, you know, August and stuff like that. Um, so I, I think probably, you know, starting off with the bigger games and if everybody really likes it, then you can maybe move forward with some other games. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. Um, Liam, we'll come back to you, uh, obviously, from all of this build up, North London forever. Do you think that now the club, especially Mikel Arteta and the players now believe that this is what is going to get the crowd going? Because there has been times this season that you've said yourself that the atmosphere has been dreadful, despite not just being the three o'clock games either. So do you think this is now them realising that, look, if we just get them going, get them ready, put on a little bit of a show before the event happens um, and it will help carry the players through the game? I think it's easy to get that atmosphere in the evening because for several several reasons. Obviously, it's a night game. You can do a light show, can't you, at night? Um, everything looks better at night, if we're being totally honest you. In terms of the atmosphere, everyone's been out probably for the like last four or five hours drinking um, and obviously getting to the stadium well up for it. I do think that it's not just the fans, but I think the fans and the club do need to try and make... Yeah, a little bit better in on, on a Saturday lunchtime or a Saturday 3 p.m. game because there is a massive, massive divide there. And I've said it for two years now. I've not been to a three o'clock game where the atmosphere has been good. Um, and it's quite surprising, really, because everyone wants a three o'clock Saturday game. But when everyone turns up for a three o'clock Saturday game, <laughs> it's right. So I think there is areas areas to improve and areas to work on. But I think the positive side of it on for me on Saturday was what the club done on Friday night. And I think that's a big change in stance. And I think that they do realise now that 
maybe last year they might not have pushed it as much in terms of the atmosphere going into February, March time. And maybe that affected our performances a little bit well, in terms of the goals that we conceded early on in them games. And we were chasing a lot of games, weren't we? But if you look at the Bournemouth game, we were chasing that. Look at the Southampton game, we were chasing that. We were having a really bad start. So hopefully by doing all this, it kind of obviously gets the fans up, it gets the players up. And you're seeing it on the pitch as well. Like we started again on, on Saturday. And to be honest, that's, I thought Nottingham Forest was the best 45 minutes I've seen at home all season. Yeah. That was better on that was better on the Saturday. Newcastle didn't get out of their own half for the whole 45. They got out of their half, out of their half in about the 42nd minute. It was just literally one-way traffic. And I believe that stems from everything that happened before the game. Mm. That's it. Once you get everyone on board, the crowds um singing, cheering, geared up for the game. Obviously, a few a few drinks in at that point as well, as we all would be. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just it gives that do. extra fight, doesn't it, I think, for the players and the fans. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. And I think, like, I think there's a different attitude with the players this year, in my opinion. I think, like, we've we've got a few more leaders in, in again this year. Like, we've got Declan Rice in. Um, I like Havertz, personally. I think he's flexible. I think we said that at the start of the show. <laughs> he's very flexible. And for me, I've been saying for the last two months, play him up top more, play him up top more. And he does a job. And what he does as well is he, he can play out top. But what he can do is drop into that number nine role. And mm-hmm. you think against Liverpool, he got a player sent off. He's a very, very clever player, Havertz. And he doesn't get as much credit as he deserves at times. But really glad he scored on, on Saturday. He should have had another. And that's what he's got. That's part of his game he does need to work on. Yes. And if he works on that side of, the, that of his game, do you know what? He's more than a £60 million player. If he, if he can start working on that mm-hmm. finishing, and I think we've got an, an absolute incredible player on our hands. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get into the miss in a minute and uh, a couple of the goals. So starting off with the first one, obviously we'll go to Sparks. Um, own goal in the end, but another corner. What's happening with yeah, us? Yeah, the set pieces are becoming a bit of a um, a bit of a theme, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, obviously. We're, we only score set pieces if you look look at the media, like, but you know, um, but yeah, uh, it, it's nice to see, you know, obviously, the uh, centre backs causing problems, just just bigger players. We've got bigger players, a bit, bit more imposing, um, and somebody that could whip a ball. How since Urzel, we haven't had anybody that whips the ball in, and um. Yeah, Rice does it. Obviously, Saka does it when he does it. Takes them from the other side as well, and uh, it's just so refreshing to to actually see some something that troubles the the actual defence. I mean, apparently you're not allowed to stand offside before the ball's kicked anymore. Like, but um, but you, you know, um, not, not quite sure about that one. But um, you, you, the the rule is uh, as when the ball's kicked, isn't it? I, I, I always thought, but there you go. Um, so yeah, yeah. So it's just nice to change it up. Uh, on Havertz, I think I think Havertz's presence up there is, is just such a credit to him. He's so powerful. He's quite strong in the air and and um, strong physically. And I just don't I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Uh, I also like that he, he allows the overlap on the right hand side by basically moving himself over to the left hand side and basically takes defenders away from the middle basically started opening up 
the space for Saka and White and a bit of Odegaard on the on the right hand side as well. So yeah, enjoyed that as well. Nice. And then with the second goal, obviously Havertz heavily involved, of course, tucked it in. Um, Bez, what did you make of that that play and his finish in the end? I think for me, despite I don't, I'm not here to slate anyone from the Newcastle game, but somehow say Martin had a little bit of a quiet game, but the way he kept the ball in, and that doesn't get mentioned at all, so from the media side of it, the way he kept it in, they went around the player, like a bit of like a like a, like a twirl, so it was something like a ballerina doing like a 360 or something, and then he kept the ball and waits for Havers, and then Havers just like, you know what, just wait for me, wait for him to get in the box, as you guys said, and he just got it in, and this year that. That shows us simply be this team is has so much potential to be well. the final the was quite good as well, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, yes, yeah. it was. Brilliant. It's funny to yeah, it's amazing to see this. Mm. As you think like, that will that's his confidence starting to show now as he's getting into those positions, whereas maybe a month ago he wasn't he wouldn't have anticipated that. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I know he, he played for Chelsea as we know, but I watched some clips of him as Liam just said. I watched him when he played for if I'm correct, was it uh, Leverkusen ironically before Chelsea? Mm-hmm. He looks a completely different player for us to see him up top and he's obviously a tall lad. It seems he's benefiting big time. And also as well, I think he's enjoying the res- responsibility being the big man in the middle to do the hard work, as, as Liam said, to make people suffer. You know, we need a player who gets in with within the sticks, as we say. Mm-hmm. For me personally. Since we signed him, I believed in him. I, I go slack by a few people I know, you know, and they'll know who I'm talking about if they see this, but simply be, I will simply support him every simple way. He's done everything he could ask for for 60 million. And the song justifies the, 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 the price tag, as we say as well. <laughs> they go well together, don't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, like rice, like rice and, you know, whoa, sorry, like rice and chicken, I was just said, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> Uh, Mackenzie, uh, I just see a comment there from Robbie C saying, loving yep. Jorginho, what signing he is. Oh, my gosh. What do you make of his last two? I think his last two performances have both been man of the match, have they? Brilliant. I mean, the way that he controls that midfield with Rice and the way that he, you know, his um, his ball's out to, you know, Martinelli and, um, you know, with with Ben big help um if if he's in the lineup which i think he should be um we he was definitely la- we were definitely lacking you know that um just those through balls and you know just his presence in the midfield and i think yeah he's just he's been unbelievable and i mean gabrielle has been immense as well um he's been unbelievable not just on the defense but you know those corners we're, we're corner merchants we definitely are Finally, yes. after so many years of being so wasteful yes. corners and set pieces, now yeah. it seems like a new coach has come in, given us all these different ideas. Someone else said in the comments, um, the decision to put Rice on a corner has yes. just been a game changer. Yep. Nice. Well, I, yeah, I still think um, he'll take penalties before long. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. He'll do everything. He'll do everything. I think I think it'll be it'll literally just control everything and and it'll just take, end up taking the penalties. It'll, he'll be like Jorginho was for Chelsea, basically just kind of control everything. He'll just take over. I can I can just see it coming. It's so it's such a mental monster. It's unbelievable. Nothing phases him at all. Mm-mm. True, and hopefully one day the armband on his as well. Yes. 
I, all um, I want to see is that. Oh. <laughs> I said, hopefully he'll have the armband one day. Yeah, no, but that's what, yeah. That's what he's, he's looking like that type of player straight away, isn't he? Um, yeah, that he, he does that without that the armband role. anyway, doesn't he, really? Yeah. I think they all, in a way, they're all starting to find within themselves and in their little areas of the pitch that, especially in yeah. defence now, for, again, for so many years, we've been so shaky and worrying about every attack coming at us, whereas now, sometimes you can think, uh, not sure, but we're looking more stable back there, aren't we? With uh, And a more, like, once Timber comes back in as well, I think our back four will pretty much remain the same, all yeah. being well, through each game. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, and, and, until players come off anyway, and then then the clean sheet's gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that, that's the only downside to the game the other day, isn't it? Of yeah. having such a great performance, and albeit Joe Willock and a very good finish, to be fair. Um, Can I say something about that, actually? Do we, we turn into a fan base that claps our, our, our players that left? I get that, right? But not when he scores against us. Come on. I mean, let's be real about this. Can we not do that? I mean, I was just, I was just holding my head like, just going, come on, man. You've applauded me on, on the pitch. You can applaud him off the pitch. Not a problem. But not when he chuffing scores against us. Come yeah. on. Where's the mentality there? Come on. Mm -hmm. And it's not like Thank he's you. only just left, is it, either? He's been gone a few years now. He's been gone right. a while. Right. He wanted to play more. He gets to play more. It's not like it was his first appearance off the bench for them or anything like that. He's played against us before. He's played games continually before. Yes, he was back from injury or whatever, but I don't care. You know, I don't want him to see him, see him score against us. You know, I'm more than happy that he's getting game time and and he's happy. Brilliant. I'm, I'll applaud him on the pitch. I'll applaud him off the pitch. Yeah, when he scores a goal, absolutely not. No. And nobody, nobody should be doing that, in my opinion. It's just craziness. Mm -hmm. I think we all agree with that, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Liam, the third goal, what a brilliant finish uh, and footwork from Saka again. Yeah, he's he's back in his groove, isn't he? I actually thought that was Saka's best game for a, a pretty long time. And I'll be honest yeah. <coughs> If I had a man in the match, I think I'd have given it to Saka personally. I thought for the first 15 minutes of the second half, I think we come out and I think it was more of a job that it's not it's not concede. Do you know what I mean? Because it is 2-0 and if we do concede, it totally changes the complexion of that game. Yep. But everything that was good was happening in that first 15, 20 minutes from us was all being driven from Saka. Um, and he totally deserved the goal he got. And the goal he scored, only Saka scores it. Do you know what I mean? That's it. Only Saka scores that kind of goal. And yeah, he's if he if he's not on the alleged world class bracket yet, he's not far away off it. And I just I just think that he just needs to go out in the Champions League now, prove a few haters wrong, and um I don't think there'd be no one down in there. But yeah, it, it was an absolute great strike. And um I do get why we take the players off because if we don't take the players off and they get injured. Then we start questioning Arteta, why are we keeping them on after right. 70, 70, 75 minutes and they get an injury? Um, mm -hmm. It was a, it was a bit of a crappy goal to concede. It was just out of nothing, really. I totally agree with you, Sparks. I couldn't believe it when that people were clapping him. Mm -hmm. What happens if we miss, miss the title by one goal at the end of the season? 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just insane. Mm -hmm. It's just insane. Yeah. It's just, just, just the mentality. It's like uh, you you want to eat soft soaps or whatever. You you, you know. What kind of that? And, and that doesn't that explain the quietness on a three o'clock Saturday afternoon game? You yeah, know, that just, kind of yeah. mentality. You, yeah. you know, get behind your team, support your team. Yep. If you want to clap them on, yeah, brilliant. If you want to clap them on, but, brilliant. I bet no one's clapping it. I bet no one's clapping when he crossed that ball back over at, at St. James's Park. Do you know what I mean? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Sure, and, sure admitted the ball was out. Yeah, quite short memories, you know, but. Shouldn't it shouldn't it be the opposite of clapping him? The fact that he admitted afterwards that the ball was out. Yeah, Didn't he go to the referee and go, the ball was out, mate. Yeah. You know? No, nah, but apart from that, I just think that oh you we do need to take the players off. We do need to take mm -hmm. the key players off, keep them fresh, keep them fit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we've got a nice nine-day luxury now in terms of obviously not having to play Sheffield United next Monday. And hopefully we can continue to get players back like Jesus is back on the bench on Saturday. Yeah. Fiera's back on the bench Saturday. Thomas Partey allegedly is close to being back in the team. <laughs> um so How close as he is. Whoever um, he turns up, we don't know. <laughs> but it's positive, isn't it? It's positive that yeah. it's like Sheffield United. If we go to Sheffield United and we, we're winning 3 4 0, don't bother being Gabriel Jesus on. Jesus on. Just mm -hmm. keep him fresh, keep him ready because we've got big games coming up at yeah. the back end of March, early April, and we need all these guys mm -hmm. firing on, on all four cylinders by the time that point happens because then we're looking at fixtures, Man City away. Do you know what I mean? Brighton away, Wolves away, Spurs, yeah. Spurs away. Um, there's some massive, massive fixtures. Oh. And we we need that, we need our full squad fit by that point. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Agreed. And just going in into the last last goal of the game, um, for us. Uh Kiwa getting his first goal if you can claim it. Um, Sparks, what did you make of that? And again, another corner. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I was this close to taking a video of that and I didn't bother and, yeah. and I was like yeah yeah perfect yeah I was just like uh, just rubbing it in yes it would have been good timing but no it wasn't but anyway yeah it, it is what it is but um did you imagine I, clapping I when it was a deflection as well wasn't it it wasn't actually a very clean it was off his arm or something I think yeah, yeah was it off his arm and shoulder um yeah, so I mean they deserve it anyway, don't they? Um, but uh, yeah, I, I still think we could have added a couple more goals, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. Um, and it's it's a little bit disappointed it stopped at four, um, but I think when we got to four, it was the right decision <coughs> to take players off and just yeah. literally just keep a bit of freshness, get a bit of rotation in there, get some um, you know some movement in the legs and stuff of players that not necessarily had as much game time as they um perhaps would like and um yeah just keep it fresh i mean at the end of the day damned if you do you do and you're damned if you don't aren't you so yeah you know if, if he if he doesn't take players off people go why didn't you give him a rest you take him off if he conceded a goal why did you take him off so you know you can't win really it's um no. uh, uh, unless you've got two top top players for every single position then you're never going to have that luxury, so it, it is what it is, and we had to do it really. But um, like I said, over overall impressed with all the goals. 
Um, could write a couple more, but um, yeah, at the end of the day, it was an easy, uh, easy day at the office, really. The other thing that I, I thought with the flags and stuff, maybe maybe it was kind of a reflection on St. James's Park as well. Maybe that's kind of that they wanted to replicate something like that as well, because obviously they give out the plastic flags and, you know, whatever. Uh, and it can't, maybe it kind of stems from there as well. So maybe that that's something that they kind of stole, I guess, if you if you use the uh, the Liverpool fans context, nobody else can <laughs> use anything else that anybody else started. So um, maybe, maybe that's, that was something. Possibly, don't know. That's a good point, actually, because I remember watching that game and thinking that there were flags everywhere, wasn't there, at St James's yeah, Park? It was, it you was... thought they don't do this every game, so why no. is it now? Why am I now yeah. seeing it for this game? So you think it was a, a little bit of well, that's worked for them to create a hostile atmosphere. Let's see if we can give it back to them. Do you think that's part of it? I mean, or do you think it is going to turn into something? It, I, I don't know, but it, but. As, as Mackenzie said, it's, it's kind of a very American thing to do. And I'm quite mm. surprised it hasn't happened before, having American owners and such like before. But obviously, they may well have thought with their wallets before. But actually seeing it, you know, happen and help at, uh, at St. James's and basically gone, well, under the lights, let's try it. You know, we, we know that there's slightly different regimes going on. So, you know, maybe it's just something that they, they thought they'd try. And um, and in fairness, I think it worked, didn't it? I, I think, think it did. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, as we've kind of been talking about it briefly there, we'll go into Monday night's game. Obviously, Sheffield away. Um, we've... As I said, we touched on it a little bit there, but with with that in mind, as Liam said, we've had a nine-day break by the time the game comes round. Um, other teams obviously play in midweek this week, so we are probably the freshest team at that point. Is is that something that you would like maybe the Smith Rowe to come in and play that game, Liam? Or is it just go with the same 11, but then give them the opportunity to get some fresh legs towards the end of that game? I just think what well, I just think now we've got to go back for the strongest team. Um every game. I don't, I don't think we can mess around. So, like I think with the Fulham defeats, uh, the Fulham defeat and the West End defeat, I think it's left us with quite minimal leg room to kind of wiggle around in, in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. And when you look at how consistent Manchester City and Liverpool are, I think the question was just asked there, wasn't it? Um in terms of how many how many wins are we going to need? I think we need at least ten wins out of twelve. If I'm being totally honest, yeah, um, because we've been here before with Manchester City, and as we see tonight, De Bruyne is back, Haaland scoring goals. So we are going to need to literally win at least ten out of twelve, if not if not eleven. Um, can we do it? I don't know. Um, we're in good form at the moment, but as I said, I think it all depends on our squad, where we are in April. I think that's the big factor. It depends mm -hmm. who's fit. I think if we can get party fit, I think if we can get Jesus fit, I think it gives us a bloody good effort at, at giving it a go. Um, yeah. But I wouldn't be messing around with anything now. I just think you've got to go to the strongest team week in, week out. And yeah. I, I guess the only question that Arteta has to ask himself is when he's playing the likes of Sheffield United, does he need to play Jorginho and Rice? 
I don't think he thinks he does. So it wouldn't surprise me yet again if Jorginho goes back on the bench next Monday. And it's quite weird, isn't it? He's literally been made, made man of the match for the last two games he's played because he's been that bloody good. But I think Arteta yeah. will sit there and think, do I need to play Jorginho and Rice together against Jefferson United? Probably not. So it wouldn't surprise me if Haberts goes back in against Jefferson United. It wouldn't surprise me if Jesus comes back in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sparks, do you think that we should be making any any changes or do you think we should stick with the starting eleven from the other day? I just echo what Liam says, really. It's got to be the, the, the full starting 11, uh, whatever works the best. Um, I, I still think it's to take into account the, um, the, the, the time period between games, um, yeah. because obviously more rotation when the European games are on. And then we can think about whether, whether we need to play Jorginho or whatever. Um, I guess we don't know what's in Jorginho's legs as well, because by the end of the Newcastle game, he was flagging. He was he was done. Um, he tried to run back. I mean, he's not he's not very quick anyway, but he tried to run back at a for for a certain uh, defensive um, set, and and he was just like he was done. He he almost fell over, I think. So um, I I don't can he play consecutive games. I don't, I don't know if that fitness is kind of a problem for him. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, but obviously, you know, it's not another game in three days. Um, so I fully expect him to start again. But <laughs> Porto's an example where he, we're, we're wrong. And, you know, he does what he's, he sees as best. And, you know... It used to be it used to be the time where we could all pick the starting eleven, we could all pick the sub, subs bench, and if we can do it, then the opposition manager can definitely do it. So the fact that we watch them every week and we're struggling has got to be a good sign that we're not quite so predictable with the starting eleven, what the subs are going to be, mm -hmm. and a little bit harder. Not obviously, you know, managers, managers but a little bit harder to set up against. And that's quite refreshing for me. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, got a question here from Russ. Uh, do we stick with Kivo or do we revert to either Zinchenko or Tommy if they are fit? Bears, I'll come to you on that one. I was trying to trying to think very carefully about that. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I have nothing against Zinchenko. And I'm not, I'll not attack him here, but despite what he's been through, he's not been the same top form. Uh, Kivo has been super for me. I mean, he knows when to attack. He knows when to defend. He knows, he knows he he knows his position. He knows his role. Sorry, um, Tommy Yas was another one again. When he's on form, he, he's just lethal with his you know presence. He looks calm on the ball. He's not scared like most defenders that we used to have. Um, it's tricky, you know, with that question. It's tricky to answer that question. But basically, for me, at this present moment, I think keep Kivior still. I think if because if you take him out, I think you technically ruined a little bit of the morale because as you can see the team loves him. Like on 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 Saturday, you can see the way he scored his goal was just brilliant. He just stood there like you know what? Thanks, Rice. You cook it. I'll just head it in <laughs> back of the net. You know. So literally, I was just grinning, thinking, "Wow, this boy's only been off so only like a year, and already the team just 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 loves him being around that you know unit." Mm -hmm. I love Zinchenko again. I keep saying. I love Jamiasu, but for the meantime, at this present moment, till as Liam was saying, 
let's keep what we have. Let's let's not tinker now, you know. Let's not let's not play aim with, with so let's not play yeah. around with our with our starting eleven just yet. It's too soon, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'll yeah, say that because it is. I'm really sorry if you can hear fire alarms going off in my house right now. <laughs> They're so loud. They'll be up in a minute. We're done. We're all safe. It's fine. We're good. Um, yeah, and same question across to you, Mackenzie. Is there anything different? Do you think if Tommy Asu is fit, he deserves it? Or do you think after the performances that Kiva was mm -hmm. done, he deserves to stay in the team as long as I happens? Yeah, I, I think he deserves to stay in the team as of right now. Um, Tommy is, like he was saying, is immense when he's on, and Zinchenko is really good when he's on. But, I mean, the way that Kiwier is um, played as of late, I think, you know, don't mess with the team. Keep them together. Um, I mean, you know, if we're up a 4-0 or something and Tommy's, you know, or Zinchenko are uh, fit and ready, I think, you know, you throw them on, see how they do. Um, but, I mean, we're in such a good position now that we've not been in of, like, damn, we're going to have to, like, there's really good players on the – on the bench that are immense for us that we, you know, you have to make those decisions, but I think <laughs> we're in a really good spot for that as of right now. <laughs> Evacuation. <laughs> I don't know what to say. They're the most sensitive alarm. I love the kids' composure to say all the things. Just to answer that, they don't even get in the ground now. <laughs> yeah, they don't need no. to. They don't need to evacuate now. No. Sorry about uh, that, guys. I know it's not quite loud. You're good. You are all good. <laughs> um, just thinking about obviously Monday night fixture as well, Liam. <coughs> um, what do you make of it? Do you think that this is a game that probably could have been played a little bit sooner as well? However, we're the ones being shoved to the last last uh, fixture of the weekend. Yeah, it's. We 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 basically have to watch what everyone else does, don't we? So that can potentially put more pressure on us. Um, but I suppose it is what it is. We have to play when we have to play at the end of the day. Um, it's a Monday night. Last time we went there on a Monday night, we lost 1-0 with Una Emery. Um, <laughs> so we need to make some wrongs right again. That's the way I look at all these things. Make wrongs right. Um, but you know what? It is what it is. I, I, I don't really tend to look at the fixture list too much um, anymore and worry about when everyone else is playing because I, I, I actually trust this team at the moment that if people do their job, if teams do their jobs, that we'll be focused on the job in hand. Yeah. And, um, yeah, look, I just look at our team at the moment and we're, we're on fire in the Premier League, absolute fire. There's no one. No one's doing what we're doing in the Premier League at, at the moment and I don't think no one's been doing what we've been doing for quite a while in terms of it, it's not just battering teams it's the style of football that we're playing as well um and we might fall short again this season but if we do fall short this season we've got another summer to look forward to and the team's only going to get better and only going to get stronger because it's such a yeah. such a young age so i'm really excited about the future but obviously this season um we do need to we need to go all the way, and when I mean all the way, not not fall not fall fall to pieces with five six games to go. We need to try and take yep. Man City and Liverpool to the very last game of the season and just yep. see where it takes us. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and I think we've been very these last season and a half. We've been ticking off these the milestones, haven't we, of winning games or not losing games in a certain fashion at certain stadiums as well. Um, so, Sparks, just looking forward to future games coming up as well. Is it the likes of um, 
spuds away dare we say or like man city away that we also need to we, th- those are um, obviously must win games anyway for <laughs> the bragging rights but do you think now we're in that position where we can absolutely go especially to the etihad away and not put in a performance like we did last year and give it give it to them and, and go all the way I mean, that's a tough one to answer because we went to Everton away. We thought we we broke that duck, uh, and then we we messed up at Fulham. So it's it's kind of a you know you you get one back and give another one away. So it's a, it's a bit of a bit of a topsy turvy, isn't it? But the best, thing, the, the best thing we can do is give them a game. Hopefully, we win there. If we can't, then at least get a draw there. I would have thought, and 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 at least. At least if we if we can't do that, give them a game and you know let them know that they've been in the game. Um, just basically put them under pressure and why not? Why 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 can't we do it? Because you know at the end of the day, we've changed the the, the whole. Our set has changed, but we haven't changed it. But he changed the whole situation where you know we couldn't get we couldn't buy a result against the top side. Mm. Uh, you know they were they were all landing in zeros, and uh, and and now all of a sudden we go there. Um, we go into Etihad and, and going, well, can we win it? You know, and, we, and it wouldn't even have crossed our minds two years ago that that we could go to Etihad and win, go to Anfield and win. You know, um, so we do, we just need to take every single game. As, as serious as the last, and just go for three points. Just go for the three points every single time. Not play casually like um, we did in the Porto game. Um, play on the front foot, and we'll get our rewards. Hopefully, you know. It seems as well that, that you know uh, you rely on a little bit of luck. And and if you're on the back foot all the time, if you're tra- trying to defend a situation, you're you you kind of get less luck. You almost earn it if you're on the front foot. If that's if that kind of makes sense. So yeah, I, I think that has a little bit to do with it as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, and going back to the Monday night thing, um, you know. It, it shouldn't matter if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday. If we can't beat Sheffield United, uh, certainly right now, then we don't deserve to win the league anyway. What's wrong, what's wrong with Thursday? Thursday nights. Thursday nights, do you? It's not even that anymore. <laughs> Yeah, well, just a couple of. Um, up there, aren't you? Hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, people in the the chat there are already going for some score predictions, so I think we'll finish that section on that. There's not really a lot to say about Sheffield United, really, is there? <laughs> as respectful no. as we can. <laughs> um, we'll go with you first, Bez. What what are you reckoning for the score prediction on Monday night? Mm, the home leg was five, so I'll say this one. I'll say six. <laughs> He's gone for a biggie. <laughs> Happy man, the new year. I mean, I've even read my notes. We have to start the year strong, continue strong. Long you may continue. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mackenzie, what are you feeling? 
Uh, I'll go five nil. I, I fully expect it'll be two nil within the first twenty five minutes. So nice, Liam. I'm going to be a bit more cautious. <laughs> I reckon they get, and they're going to go totally the opposite what they did when they played Aston Villa. They're going to literally sit eleven men behind the ball. Mm -hmm. I think I don't know if it appears uh, as convincing yeah. as it will be, but I'll still go for a three nil. Um, but I, I just think that they're going to pull behind the ball, but. As yeah. soon as we get the first goal, then the floodgates potentially will open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As I'm going with the majority of the chat. I'm going with 4 0. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I was going to go 3 0 as well. Um, I always like to be a bit more cautious than, and be proven wrong in a good way. <laughs> 3 0 is not really that cautious, you know. Yeah, but against this team, <laughs> I think it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You got to be respectful still. At the end of the day, <laughs> yeah, you can't just expect you're going to go and smash them. No, you, we can't be here like oh eight nil, can we? That's just let it happen. Let it happen. Let it happen. Hopefully, because they didn't have two players square up to each other last weekend. Yeah, two of their own players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as well as the yeah. red card. I didn't know they had a red card, but yeah. It would, check, it, would check, yeah it would check by VR as well. No, no cynical behaviour between the two teammates, as, as far as I know as well. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I can't um, believe so yeah, they checked that... out with VAR. It's ridiculous. Let's not I know, right? VAR. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Another, no, we don't need to acknowledge that <laughs> system. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that pretty much um, concludes everything on, on the men's game at the moment. Um, obviously, we've got such a big break. There's nothing midweek to talk about. So if you guys are happy, we'll just head over to the women's section for now. Yep. Brilliant. Yep. No problem at all. Well, what we'll do is we'll go back um, a couple of weeks ago, the fixture at the Emirates against Man United. Um, I don't know how much you guys know about it, and it's no problem if you don't know too much or if you know want to chip in at any point, let us know. Um, but, yeah, I, I attended this game very Luckily, got there in good time this time <laughs> and half 12 kickoff when you're traveling as far as I need to on a Saturday morning is not always ideal. Um, but in this picture here, this is the tunnel outside on the way to the Emirates from the Tollington. Um, and I believe they're called the Red and White Arsenal. Um, they're a group of uh, fans for the women's and they did a pre-match walk from the coronet all the way through the streets leading up to the the ground and this is a brilliant snap we're not sure who's taken it so full credit to whoever it was um just as they're about to hit the tunnel you can't see how many people are there but i can assure you there was a lot um we'll come to Mackenzie first how nice is it to see this for the women's game oh my gosh i mean it's immense you know to set a record for the uh the, for the women's super league and just to see the amount of, um, you know, dedication and support for the women, you know, being a, uh, a female athlete myself, you know, you don't get to see that a whole lot, you know, on the main stage with a lot of the big, um, with the big teams. I mean, it, it is nice um, being from the U.S. to see uh, there's a huge, you know, following for the, uh, the U.S. national team, the women's. Um, but even then, it's, it's, it's immense to see the the direction that they're going and to see that the men's team, you know, is also um, providing their support for the women's team is just brilliant. It's awesome. 
And Bez, do you watch much of the, the women's games at all? Or is it something new that you're trying to get into? I'll be honest, I do enjoy it. I was there against the Chelsea one and they had their record, you know, record crowd, as we say, but sadly, your one toppled it. So I was like, yeah, great. <laughs> thank you. Um, I'm going there on Sunday, just as a you know, last minute decision, which is now against the Spuds. So there should be interesting atmosphere on there. Yeah. You know, I'll try to have a good time, try and keep, uh, well, my Arsenal advantage to myself, especially when he's, you know, <laughs> Spuds is the other side, as we know. Uh, I mean, the team's going strong. I mean, it seems the whole the whole women's football now, since as Mackenzie is saying, the American you know national team, the ladies ones, gave us a little knowledge how a women's game can change. But now seeing at least our ladies team has been a truly and I'll say a beautiful sight to see how it just changed so quick now. I'm seeing a lot a lot a lot of people now embracing the ladies. I think football a bit more now, which is nice to see. It's refreshing as well. Makes a little difference, like you know, you have something to keep yourself busy in a cold Sunday or Monday, you know, in these days. So it's quite nice to see this. It's refreshing to see them do well. But so far, I think even that alone, I think both sides of the club are doing well. You know, men's doing well, the ladies doing rather well. I can't, can't complain. Other side looking good both ways. Yeah, and in this picture here, this is um one I took. Uh, so it's saying the new Barclays WSL record is 60,160. Um, I'll be honest, from being in two different seats in the stadium, there were quite a few empty ones. So I'm not sure, not downgrading it in any way. It makes me emotional every time I see mm -hmm. something that big <laughs> for the women's game. But I'm not sure if that is actually the attendance that was there on the day, or if it is the what what, what had been sold. But either way, the numbers like that um, as Mackenzie said, from like a the women's point of view, seeing that is just ridiculous and it doesn't register just yet. <laughs> um, Liam, what do you make of our club putting on these big events and giving, giving the women what they need to progress the game? Yeah, I, I watched the game at home on um, the other Saturday and, um, yeah, the game was done when in the first the first half we've been told on the show. Um, and I kind of expected the second half to kind of peter out to the way it was. But, what what fascinates me is that we're hitting these crowds now for over the last season, and you have to start asking your question: When uh, when's the decision going to be made that they'll play all their games at the Emirates? Can it can it happen? Can it be worked around the men's fixtures? That's probably the tricky part. Um, but it's get it, it, it's, it's it's unbelievable that the 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 crowds that it's putting in now, um, and. Arsenal lead the way in terms of that. They've done so much work behind the scenes and obviously supporting, offering up the Emirates um, to, the, to the ladies team. And rightly so, in terms of the team that we're kind of creating now. And if I'm being totally honest, yeah, I think we're underachieving this year. But I'm not I'm not 100% mm. with that. I think the, man, the manager, I'm not sure on him still totally. But there has been a lot of injuries this year that they obviously created from the back end of last season which you can kind of obviously understand but i think next year it was going to i think next year potentially for the ladies team and the men's team it's going to be absolutely massive um mm -hmm. and I, I just want to see them play the emirates much much more and if they can play much more many more games at the emirates then yeah. so be it like it was just a massive shame this year what happened with the champions league because going out going out so early to paris um was obviously a massive 
it was a it was a it was a massive hiccup, weren't it? In terms of obviously where we want to be and what we want to do, and um, there would have been some there would have been some absolutely great great days and evenings there again, just like there was last year. And we were so unlucky last year with Wolfsburg. Um, we was that we was that close, weren't we? But mm-hmm. you know what? Fair play to the club. We're leading the way. There's no one else doing what we're doing in the whole of England. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I might be wrong when I say this, but I think the aim of the club um, from earlier this season, I think they they want to have almost all of the women's games at the Emirates by 2025, which when you think about it now is not that yeah. far away. Um, oh. I'll be honest, I don't know how possible that is purely for fixtures because they're not necessarily going to take in that uh, the women's fixtures to account I don't feel when they're doing the men's fixtures to make sure that they they can work but I think if if Arsenal like this year they committed to five games at the Emirates which is an increase on two from last year um, and they have already come out to put another one against Leicester in April so that's an extra fixture they, they yeah. it's obviously works well awesome. with whatever's happening with the men's, whether that's international or an away game at that point, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but it just shows that they're openly, they're not just saying these things. It's like, yeah, yeah, we'll give you a few games here and there. They're actively seeing the progress it's making and yeah. making the decision to actually, yeah, do you know what? That will work. Let's put that there now. Let's not wait till next year to maybe have six or seven games. Let's do it now. Um, so it sparks from sort of like the outside more of an outside view on the women's game. What do you, what do you make of when you see pictures like this with the women's game it's being held at the Emirates? I think it's fantastic. I, mean, I think it's a really good. Uh, it's, it's credit to the club. Um, it's credit to everybody that follows them. Uh, I know a lot of people, a lot of you guys that that, that actually go to the games and such like as as well. Uh, I'm a lot further away, otherwise I probably make the effort to do it myself as well. Um, my the trains and stuff like that to get get from where I live to to get up to Emirates, you know, is 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 just a bit of a pain in the backside uh, on most occasions. Uh, anyway, um, I mean, if they could coincide it, so it, so it's basically you know one one game in a in a morning and then a game in the evening. I, I don't really see that much of a problem with it, um, but um, if they could get more games there. Then it raises the profile, doesn't it? It basically gets more of a following, um, more people can attend, and people get used to it. The, the more people get used to it, the the, the more people go, and the the, the attendance is is a uh, will, will go up. There'll be a queue just like there is with the men's game, and uh, you know the world's an oyster, isn't it? Because at the end of the end of the day, uh, if you're selling out sixty thousand tickets when another club's selling thirty thousand and less then it can only be good for the club, it can be good for the owners, uh, and, and and it should be good for everybody, really. It's uh, the, the, the whole infrastructure should should embrace it, and uh, more games should be attempted to get there. I mean, obviously, you know, you, you can't facilitate for uh, drawing the league and then you go, well... You know, it, it it's an hour earlier, so you can't obviously can't have it there. But the the, the men's game is always going to take precedent, unfortunately. But you you know, it, it should be structured um, so that it's worked out if it is possible. Hmm. But I think again, that's just something that comes along with the 
the growth of the game, doesn't it? It doesn't, mm -hmm. I'm not someone that wants to have these changes now. I understand that it's a process and maybe let's see if we can increase ticket prices to see if they, the crowds still remain the same. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, it's great because that's the less I have to spend on my whole journey and whole weekend yeah. going up to the games, but it would be, um, it would be nice to see maybe next year a little bit of an increase and then see, I know it's it's kind of aimed at bringing in the seats at the moment with the families and but when you're actually in the game you're looking around the stadium the mixture of fans that are at these games now aren't just like kids and their dads there's like groups of young lads all just together openly going to the games with women's names on the shirts um so Mackenzie what do you what do you think of that do you think it's maybe something we could look into with a, an increase or do you think we should just keep keep the steady pace at the moment um, I think as of right now, you know, keeping the steady pace, just seeing how many, you know, we know that we can get to that point. Um, and then, you know, obviously, you know, adding the Leicester match um, in April is a, is another big test to see, you know, like, can we fill the stadium even for like, for like a lesser, a lesser opponent and Leicester be um, respectful about that, but definitely lesser than Man United um, to see what we can do with that. And if we, and you know, if it stays the same you know, we, we can, you know, steadily increase that. But no, seeing, being able to see a lot of, you know, young girls, even, you know, young boys and stuff like that coming to go into the games to see the women's play and, you know, being um, just excited is such a big, big step and is, you know, is emotional for someone, you know, who didn't have a lot of people go into their games when they were younger. So it's, it's awesome to see. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to really quickly answer Jonesy's question there. <laughs> um, he said, I think if we got rid of Jonas, who would we who would we replace him with? And I can't pick Serena. Um, how class would yeah, that be, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> um it's a tough question. I think it definitely wouldn't be that blue lady that's about to leave Chelsea. That's what I said, you can't um, pick her either. Not a chance in any nothing. Um to pull one out the hat quickly, I would maybe say like a Casey Stoney. She used to play for Arsenal. Um, she started her uh, WSL managerial career with United when they came up to the WSL. And I think did pretty well. She brought Alessia Russo over to England. So that's something, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so I would maybe maybe go for her. She knows a bit about the club as well. And I think that's that's important, um, as we see with Arteta, that they've got to have a bit yeah. of knowledge and maybe heart for our club as well to understand what it all means. So thank you for that question. <laughs> um, we'll go to Bez because you obviously mentioned that you're heading there on Sunday. Yes, um, I am. Are you going with a group of people, did you say? Sorry, or just? Um, with my friend. Again, we just decided today, last minute, because I think what happened yesterday, the website crashed. It means surely, but surely, it's going to be an old sellout crowd than if the website's crashing. Mm. I, I should have said, this I not did the see it was this... 50 the other day. Sorry? I did see they, they did, I think it was on Saturday, they put out that they've sold 50,000, so. What I'm saying, what, she, she, my friend, she, she tried on Saturday, I think the website crashed, and then she checked again, I think just yesterday, and she got home today just about she managed to get through for like, again, for £16.50 is not bad, but what she was telling me, like low tier, I think so, so quickly, because I think it's more like a group one, like they do with the Ashburton Army, and then the top one, I noticed something about the top bit of the when you watch a ladies' game. Somehow, 
again, it feels like the men's, you know, we play these mid teams, nothing against them. Mm-hmm. It's like literally the top is so quiet. Literally, one minute, one side is so loud, and then middle is a bit dead, as Jones was saying. The other side is loud. And also, the, the, the bottom part is like loud, and you feel like, but that's what it should be. When you want to sing, you sing, not be like, oh, judge or frowned upon. Oh, why are you singing? But if you go to a football match, you want to have a voice to enjoy yourself, mm-hmm. to make sure your mm-hmm. team is doing well, but to, to feel part of it. People forget, again, I'm not attacking other clubs at this moment. I'm not here for that right now. But simply be right now, as I put in my thing tonight, I feel there's a feel-good factor the Arsenal again. For a long time, I've not seen this. You know, last year was great. But this moment, the ladies are doing rather well. The men's are doing well. The juniors as well. No one's saying about the juniors coming up as well. You know, they're doing great. The England ladies team is doing well, you know. And it was great, great to see that both, both well, all around we're doing well, you know. It's, again, it's, it's a great sight. And I'm happy to see that the club knows now what to do, but simply because you guys were saying, I want to see, and maybe me saying too much, I'll say maybe have, if we have, let's say, two games in Emirates in one day, if, if it happens, I'll say I have a slightly early kick of to balance people who live outside London. So we have, let's say, the men's in the well, early afternoon, the ladies a bit later, and then vice versa. So you have the ladies in the afternoon, and you have the men's a bit later on, but not too late. So then it doesn't affect people who live outside you know, the city. And it makes it a bit unfair on you guys. You come from far away because we need to say yourself who lives far away from, from the club. Same as Sparks as well. That's a bit far away. Or someone like Mackenzie who comes over from across the Atlantic. <laughs> like, com- accommodate the fans that who make you who you are, you know. Don't just have these plastic, you know, let's say Arabs who just pay millions and thousands of thousands. Just shove them in and say, look, there you are. You're not a fan for the day. But that's not what I want to see. I want to see a genuine person who loves the club as the NAS does, you know. Just love each other as one you know and let's 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 keep it going and i'm sure you'll get better and i will from the looks of it mm, yeah uh thomas i completely agree with that <laughs> she was unbelievable <laughs> the world cup um, yeah and one. also just to very oh, quickly yeah. say an absolute no to what mark said <laughs> mackenzie i'm sure you're on my same page there <laughs> yes we I don't am. need anyone from the spanish federation thank you very much no we don't <laughs> we do not need that at all we're changing for the good. I want more we don't need to bring that back down. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Liam, just I was reading something the other day, um, which I thought would be an interesting topic as well, is these games, albeit they might be a cheaper amount of ticket, um, but the amount of people that then turn up, go into the club shop, will be buying shirts for their kids or whatever, Um buying drinks in the ground, buying food in the ground and, and in the obviously pubs and bars locally as well. This is all extra income for the club that wouldn't have happened a few years ago. Uh, do, you, do you see it as that? You know, sometimes we have the concerts during the summer, don't we, that give a bit of extra revenue. But is this something that they can really bring in to benefit the whole club as well? Well, in my opinion, whatever they bring into the club for the ladies' football needs to be invested into the ladies' football. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever the men bring in gets invested through there, first and foremost. Um, surely it's calculates Mary Earp signing for Arsenal in the summer, right? Um, <laughs> I think mean? that's gone now, unfortunately. <laughs> but, unfortunately, but when you start looking at that kind of signing, that's probably the kind of sign that we need to do again, like the Russo kind of signing last year. And yeah. when I start looking at it from our perspective, why would a player not want to come play for Arsenal when they're, they, when they're going to play in the Emirates Stadium for such a, such a volume amount of games each season? 
Like I don't see why why they, why a player would want to go anywhere else. Like Emma Hayes is leaving Chelsea this summer, so that would be an interesting interesting turnaround in terms of what will happen with Chelsea. Because yeah, we all hate her, but she's bloody performed so well for Chelsea over the last amount of years for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah. So that that's that's going to have a big dip. So like next year, I think Chelsea will struggle quite a bit without without her there. Um, so I look at I look at I look at what we're doing. I look at that we're bringing like the fans into the stadium. We're smashed the record again. Like you said, we've got all the income coming in. We've got all the merchandising. I bet the club shots rammed out every every match day in terms of everyone getting their Russo tops. You know what I mean the Beth Mead tops, the uh, Williamson tops. Um, it's only positive, isn't it? It's only positive. And surely if you're a player looking from the outside in, you're quite envious, like seeing mm-hmm. seeing these girls playing in front of 60,000 stadiums. So I sit there and I think, why can't we sign the very best players in the world? We should be able to sign. We should be up there with the very best, with the Leons, the Barcelonas, that that these these young, talented women will want to, want to come and play for us. Why not? Why not? I just, I just don't see why, why they would want to go anywhere else at the moment. And French, sorry, and French as well. Don't sorry, and French, and French. Yeah, <laughs> but do you know what I mean, it, it, it's it's so good what's happening in the club, and it was so good that we pulled out that blockbuster signing. And I know we got on a free transfer, but she could have gone anywhere at that point, Russo, and we got her into the club. And I think that's what we continue need to do, season in, season out now. And I believe we can do that because. We've got the facilities to do that, but we've got the whole infrastructure around it. And yep. what 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 the guys are doing before the games um, with their marches again, um, the amount of passion that's got obviously shown through that is absolutely incredible. Um, I just think everyone everyone's doing an incredible job, and even the likes like yourself, Jay, like you travelled all the way from down down right at the bottom of Southwest to come to come to these games. And that's what people are doing now. People are coming long, long way to come and see it. Like Mackenzie, if you come over to England, you and in Arsenal women are playing at home. You want to go to that game, don't you? Yep. Mm-hmm. And that—that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing, and it's absolutely superb. And just keep it going. Keep it going. Keep, keep, keep going to the games. Keep the passion, and I'm sure everything else will come with it. Mm. Absolutely. Hopefully, uh, a cup. Among the process, so <laughs> I think as well we we you mentioned the Champions League earlier, um, but when you you obviously don't want to go out at that stage. That's not embarrassing, but you know it's not it's not ideal. Um, but I don't know, like for Sparks, I'm not sure if he knows that those qualifying games were about two or three weeks after the World Cup had just finished in Australia, and then they're having mm-hmm. to obviously have. At this point, we'd only had um, Lotta Wubamoy over there due to injuries, of course. Um, and Russo was on on her way to join Arsenal at that point. So she's not played with any of them at that stage. And then we're going into these, I think, do we play three games to even I, get to the qualifying game? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sparks, what do you think about about that and and the scheduling because that would never happen in the men's game would it after a world cup you're not going to be shoved straight in to very important games like that to be honest when i i, I think i remember watching the uh the wolfsburg games and and it almost seems like seemed like every other every couple of days there was a women's game on at the time and i i can't remember what the other games were but it was almost like 
Um, they, they seem to be getting a lot of coverage from Sky. And I had a bit more time on my hands at the time. And I was actually watching it. And, and it was just like, uh, I'm sure I just watched a game two days ago. Is this a recording or something? And no, it's live. I'm just like, surely not. And, and it, was, it, was, yeah. it was crazy. I thought it was just like, um, you'd never get that with the men's game. It was like, it was literally 48 hours. I mean, all right, you get the odd one that's 48 hours. But it was almost like there was one game, 48 hours as another game, 48 hours as another game. And just crazy. And, you, and you're like, well, there's no wonder there's injuries. Yeah. So it, yeah. it, was, it was just a bit mental. And, um, yeah, it, some, some of the structuring really needs a bit of work, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just try to shoe, shoehorn it in. Unfortunately, again, you've probably got broadcasters that are doing the same thing where they just don't give a crap. Uh, they didn't have anything else to show, so they kind of shoehorn everything in and they just go, well, you know, suck it up. We're paying, we're paying you for it. So uh, you'll play when, I, when we say you play. Mm. Um, obviously, they don't get that same um, same kind of liberty with the Champions League. It's like whenever the uh, whenever UEFA say it is, but um, with the actual league games, um, yeah, it's a bit of a, a bit of a lottery, I suppose. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, a good comment there from Catherine saying the whole shit show of teams having to play during the Olympics when they are not in the Olympics is mind blowing. <laughs> um, I think as well from from our point of view, we've just been qualifying for it, but we don't go as England. We go as Team GB. Yeah. But we have to qualify as the separate nations. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, so, like, did, did, have you, are the USA good, taking a team? Yeah. Yeah. Because yes. sometimes so, they do and sometimes they don't, don't they? Like, like the men's I, aren't putting a team forward. Right. This time. I think, I think with the US, since ever since I've been born, I think they've taken a team to the world to, or to the Olympics every, every single year, I think. Um, the women, just because the women have been um, have been insane ever since I was born, even though they're kind of taking a uh, a little step down at the moment. Um, but I think they've they've taken an Olympic team almost every year because um, they have a chance to win it every year for the women. But um, yeah. yeah, the men. I think the men's kind of. I don't. I can't remember. The men's kind of. We kind of. Hmm. We kind of put more stock in the women's team as of right now than the men's team. So, yeah, it's a bit odd here, isn't it, guys? Because the <laughs> the men's don't really, well, they do, but they weren't Premier League footballers, were they? When I think was it the London Olympics we last did a men's team. It was. It was. Mm. And but it was just Championship footballers or something, wasn't it? <laughs> no, no offense to Championship, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a strange one. But, of course, we haven't qualified. Serena would have been our manager, which would have been great to have seen. Um, and then a mixture of, obviously, some Arsenal players from other nations within the UK as well. But, yeah, that ship's passed, unfortunately. Um, another one here from Catherine. What are your thoughts on the changing of the Champions League for the women and potential Europa League? Uh, what do you think, Liam? Well... I think we need to go. You need to grow the game, but you need to grow it at a good pace. You know what I mean? Like 
you can't just expect the women's game to just turn into the men's game overnight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and there's been it has been gradual. It's been like over the last five to ten years. Obviously, we've seen the growth. Um, I remember. I always remember working with a guy. I was working in the same at the time. It was only about 10, 12 years ago. It might not even been that. And he used to go to all the Arsenal games. And I think at the time there was probably about hundred supporters that used to go there to the games and all that. Um, and then when you see what they're doing now to 10, 15 years ago, it's incredible. Um, obviously, there's a, if 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 you if you build a UEFA league, not against it whatsoever, because um, it might. It might give the, it might give give the ladies experience going out into playing different um, UEFA Cup teams, which is good. But obviously, the revenue needs to be there as well, doesn't it? There needs to be the revenue, and there needs to be obviously the interest as well, and the TVs need to get involved in it as well, and everything, don't they? Um, so I think there's a there's a lot of things that need to be worked out to kind of make it work. But I can't see why not in the future why we can't have a potential UEFA League. Um, but if we do, then I think it's about does the money side? It needs to bring the money into the clubs and mm-hmm. all cats go go away into Europe and all that kind of stuff. So it needs to be able to support them, but make help them make more revenue from it. Yeah, and again, it would be it'd be nice to then have something to fall back on if the qualification didn't go as well. Like for uh, before this actual season even kicked off. We're already out of Europe. <laughs> so it was a bit like gut wrenched at the time, wasn't it, uh, Mackenzie? What do you think about that? Yeah. Do you think it's that's the path that we should be striving towards for the European game? Yeah, I mean, like he was saying, you know, the growth has to be gradual. You know, you can't just, you know, throw away, oh, we're going to start a Europa League, you know, just kind of with the way that the women's um, league is going at the moment. And we just don't have enough of those, you know, those like lower end teams that'll, you know, bring revenue to those teams. Um, but I, I do agree in the next couple of years with how, with the growth that they're on, I think that could be a, a pretty good decision, I think, to make. Um, but yeah, like, you know, not with the season not even starting yet and you're already out, it's kind of like a gut punch. Um, and it goes hand in hand with the scheduling. Like, we, we don't need to have the women coming back two weeks after the World Cup and having to play and then, you know, you know, not having Beth Mead, not having Miedema, not having, you know, hardly anybody. Russo has, isn't even in the club yet. So, I mean, I think like you, like you said, you know, for next year for the, both the women and the men's, I think there's a very realistic chance for both the men and the women to, um, <laughs> to do rather well in the uh, champions league and the premier league and the women's super league. So. Can I just say something, Catherine? I just thought this myself, and Catherine's hit the hit on the head for me. I think yeah. that is literally it. The, the top league only has twelve teams, and I think what we do need to do is grow our leagues first. I was literally about to say yeah. that she's hit on the forehead. Um, I think we need to grow the leagues first, and like you need that's the problem, isn't it? You need quite a lot of leagues to do exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got twelve, haven't we? So. And you are slowly starting to see the lower teams progressing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the unfortunately, a few years or a few seasons ago, you would see quite bigger score lines, a bit more frequent. And when you're trying to advocate for the women's game, to see those high score lines, especially with England, sometimes we had a 20-0 in international, which is 
I, you know, as a player as well, being on both sides of that, it's not great for anyone, uh, and it's not great for the advert of the game. But I think now, now the the, the WSL is becoming more competitive, um, and the names that is bringing in to this mm-hmm. league, not just for the top clubs either. They're signing for like West Ham. We've got a couple of um, uh, Katrina Gorey from Australia, who's like their centre mid um, mm-hmm. and is amazing as she's signed for West Ham you think wow okay that's a pretty good signing um, we a really good signing as well Arsenal related I want to get your thoughts on it Mackenzie but Emily Fox oh my gosh I, you know <laughs> with me seeing like a, a couple of years ago Tobin Heath um, mm-hmm. signing with them you know being the proud American that I am um, <laughs> to, see, to see to see my uh, you know to see some of our women you know, join a club like Arsenal is always, you know, a good thing. But then the one thing that like Keith didn't do, she didn't really get on the field. She was injured, kind of older um, on her in her career. But to see Emily Fox, someone who's young, who's starting to make her um, rise in the United in the U.S. national team, it's um, it's awesome to see her get on the field, get on the pitch, and perform the way that she did. You know, a couple matches ago, I can't remember um, which game it was, but she was unbelievable. Um, but yeah, no, to see, to see them sign, you know, a, a young American who's, you know, on the rise is uh, always a good thing for me. Yeah, I thought, I thought you liked that. <laughs> and, and it was um, the same thing with uh, Turner, um, to see him be able to play and to really showcase his talent and then look really good in the, um, in the World Cup and then be able to have a starting position at Nottingham Forest was, is a good thing as well. Yeah. Definitely. There are there are some good talents out there from America, to be fair, that are making their way across now, aren't they? In the Premier League, obviously, and the WSL. So it's yep. always nice to see. Um, Mr. Tom, 28 there, said, do you feel the WSL will become an 18 to 20 league team anytime soon? I don't think so right now. Um, uh, I'll throw this kind of question across the sparks as well, but more, more so with the clubs in general in this country, unless it's the likes of us, Chelsea, the usual, Liverpool getting there, United, City. Um, do you think that the the clubs kind of have a responsibility to sort of start backing them, seeing as what they can what they can achieve now and the growth of the game? Do you think that they should be stepping in a little bit more to sort of start that process for their club? Uh, absolutely they should, yes, yeah. um, without a doubt. But unfortunately, the... the... The, the other clubs probably just see it as a mechanism to um, to basically put more money into the first team rather than anything else at the moment uh, until the actual game grows and the leagues grow. Um, then they're not really going to take it that seriously. The, 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 they'll be the odd ones that just want success all, all over the board and they just want to, like, like some Man City, they just want to win everything. So they're just like, throw money at it um but i still have a little bit of reservation out on me that, that they still do that for the men's game as well um to kind of filter a bit bit of money a bit of revenue through um but yeah i mean the, the europa league thing is is interesting but it, it just doesn't seem big enough for that certainly not at the moment um it, it definitely needs to develop uh you know just basically fill bigger stadiums more regularly and bring in revenue for clubs and once 
once other clubs see that that's happening then maybe they'll do it themselves because at the moment they probably just see it as a logistical nightmare um and some clubs don't have the facilities to have two stadiums um certainly not ones with um uh, a second stadium with uh, a bigger capacity uh they probably just see it as a, as a bit of a headache uh so they don't really invest that much into it don't get the following I mean, we still got uh, we still got men's teams in the in the Premier League with seventeen thousand seater stadiums. Yeah. So wh while ever they're doing that with their men's stadium, are they mm -hmm. really going to invest that much into into women's football? I, yeah. I just I, I'd like to say that 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 was the case, but I just don't see it. I, I, I just don't see the because football is a business at the end of the day. And it's all about revenue. It's about bums mm -hmm. on seats, um, fans going into the shops and such like. And yeah, it's all right doing it with a club like Arsenal. Man City is quite big up for it. Uh, Chelsea, you know, uh, obviously, um, you know, loads of titles and stuff. So they'd probably sell loads. Um, when I come up to men's uh, football, I, I often see those shirts. But that's it, really. I mean, and I don't really see that much. Even Man United going to the women's games and such like mm. that. That you know, I, I get. I know it's a location thing, but yeah. It, and until that starts happening, I, I don't see the smaller club, if we can use that term. We're not even supposed to use that anymore. But uh, but the the smaller club um, investing that yeah. much money into it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I agree with fair. that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just just finally to to come to you on it as well, Bez. Um, do you think that sometimes though it's going to take a club that maybe you're least expecting from like a championship club or whatever to be almost brave and put just see it because you uh, it's hard for me to think that some clubs are like, well, yeah, we won't sell tickets. But it's like, but if you don't give the opportunity to see what can come from a fixture then and allow it to grow um then you're never going to know are you to be able to then say yeah let's put the money in um what do you think about that do you think some clubs maybe could be a little bit more proactive with it or do you think it's just let the wsl grow as it is right now and and see the income for the game become bigger first i'll say i'll say the clubs has to do say say infrastructure the mid-tier clubs have to do more but also the governing body for certain they say Countries say of the FA for England, WFA from is for Wales, and then Scottish FA. I think the whole nation we need to get together and also expand the leagues because surely, as you guys are saying earlier, twelve league team for a ladies championship. Now that's the WSL. Don't get me wrong; I'm still casually watching it sometimes. Surely expanded, you know? Why? Why? Why now? You want to like almost treat yourself in the foot? You see the leagues growing. You know, the fan base is growing from the ladies' game, which is beautiful to see. I agree with Mackenzie. It's totally beautiful that to see again is expanding. You know, but surely as a governing body, along with UEFA, these, you know, our governing bodies, our local teams, shall we say, has to do more, you know? They say, or say we see like, you know, yeah, there's 12 team for, let's say, London teams. We know there's quite a few. But today I was watching the league table. I noticed as well, I was like, some of these clubs surely have a decent men's teams around and they have a good, you know, stable, let's say, some few, I forgot which ones I saw, 
Pasul was sadly, the lovely ladies in the toilet, even though if I'm correct, please, anyone, if I'm correct, I'm not it properly. Never saw that Newcastle's name was nowhere to be seen. I was like, that's a joke. For a team with such rich history, if I'm mm-hmm. correct, okay, or if I'm wrong, please correct me if I'm wrong. That the ladies' team is beyond is beyond wild my, my mother's dreams. It's like surely they can see that. Tell tell their thing, tell you if first of all, let's grow our leagues, let's let's build that fundamental, you know, structure, let's follow it through. Like have 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 a meetup, you know, have a have even like a meetup, let's say Arsenal diffuse, if I'm correct, with the, with the men's game when they invite some fans over to have to have their say, you know, whether the whether the tide is turning, should we expand the team first or should we go straight, you know, European in these European League, sorry, European games, excuse me, I'm getting confused now. And basically all I want is basically to have a good sense of communication when it comes to the ladies' game. Surely it's growing, yes. Expand it first, yes. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. You know, us as, you know, I'm saying fans, but us as teams. But surely, but surely, communication is needed because simply I feel like you're making them feel pressured, as you guys were saying. You have a Champions League game, just straight off a World Cup, in what this day and age does it happen now? Surely they need some respite. They need at least a week, maximum a week to recover. You no, know? the lady, the ladies, you know, the lioness, excuse me, the lioness did so well to that point to 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 reach that final, and the way it happened was so great to see. And yet they come here, oh, no chance to recover. You know what? This is from straight in Europe, in sure European Championship topic type of game, and the the girls were not even ready for it. You can see, sadly, our, our ladies team was not even ready because half of our team basically was just in the Euros, thinking, yeah, surely, sorry, World Cup. And also, time difference didn't even help. The media, sadly, you know, the English media doesn't have a good habit, or British media, sadly, doesn't have a good habit of even supporting them when it's, you know, going get stuff. And when it's good times, as we know, everything is roses. But sadly, I think, yeah, more has to be done. Yeah, really good points there. Um, what I'll do is I'll just throw out to any final questions to any anyone in the chat. If you want to get anything in, what we'll do is we'll do some predictions, as some already have been, um, for the game. And then I think we'll look to, to wrap it up. So, as I say, if you do have any questions that you want to ask before we go, put them in the chat now and we'll get through them before we finish up. Uh, so, Liam, score prediction for Sunday, please. Yeah, they're getting tanked. They're getting tanked. They're like... I still can't. I still can't believe we lost to him at Spurs. Like, and I think that's going to have a lot, lot to do with how we're going to go and approach this game. And I just think it's going to be another like man night. I think the game will be over by half time. I think I think we'll be two, three up by half time. So I'm going to go four nil. Um, I, I just think I don't think I don't think they'll be able to control us, especially on the Emirates pitch. And um, yeah, four nil. I think Beth Mead would definitely get on the score sheet. Russo. I can Steena might come on as well and get get one. So, yeah, I'm going to go four 0 Nice, Sparks. Do you want to give us a, a score prediction? Uh, I've got three 0 To be honest, I know, I know that the um, that the uh, the Spurs team aren't the uh, the greatest on the planet, and uh, one of them in particular has a, has a bit of a weird haircut, as I recall. But anyway, yeah, it's, um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 she, they're just mediocre, aren't they? They're with Spurs in, in general, you know, doesn't have to be women's game. It's just um, any, any game. Anything. Really, they're just mediocre. So just we're, like, yeah, I'd say three now. Just them. <laughs> nice, uh, Mackenzie. I know you did put one in there, but do you want to say yours for the? My dad needs to make another YouTube channel. That's <laughs> not me. That's my father. <laughs> um, <Nice. laughs> so I'll go. I'll go four one. 
Um, but I think the same thing that Liam said, I think it'll be over by half. Um, they might get a lucky one out of halftime. How's my phone? Sorry. Um, I think uh, Mead's going to destroy them. I really do. Russo, I think, is going to walk right over them. So I'll go. Yeah, I'll go 4 1. Nice. And Benz? I'm, I'm tempted to say 4 0 too, but 3 1 is the only thing I could have in the back of my head. I want to know 3 1, like with against United. Nice. I think I'll I'll go three nil. I think maybe an early one to get it going, um, and maybe a penalty. I throw it out there as well. <laughs> um, a question here from Catherine, Manu or Sarah. Um, I think for now, I think we'll have to go for Manu, won't we? Um, seeing as Sabrina's off in Canada still or on the way back from Canada, not available. I think it's mm-hmm. best if we stick to what we know with Manu. Um, Mackenzie, would you yeah. do the same? I agree. Yep. Yeah. Stick with Manu at the moment. Yeah, it's too risky of a game. It's too to risky. Putting yep. someone new in there, I think. <laughs> and and with us being with us being, you know, nine points behind Chelsea, I think you know you can't you can't risk and you can't you can't drop any more honestly any more games. Um, even though they'll probably not drop any, to be yeah. honest. So. Absolutely. Um, is there any further questions, Elian, at all? Um, no, I don't think there's any more questions. Um, no, obviously, before I let you have roll over, I just want to obviously thank you guys for coming on tonight. Um, absolutely brilliant. So thank you very much. And obviously, thank you for everyone who's come on the chat as well, because um, it's been a lot of engagement. There. And as I said, like, we want to obviously make the shows more for you guys. So obviously, if you want to give me and G some kind of feedback, what you want in terms of the shows moving forward, obviously, we're, we're very much open for suggestions and um opportunities and yeah this is a start of it but yeah we want we want to obviously broaden how we bring the shows and we'll listen to anything absolutely yeah uh so yeah well echo what liam said there thank you everyone that's been uh chatted away and sending questions in it's really helpful uh, to bring up some ideas as we go along as well <laughs> um mm-hmm. we really appreciate it so if you haven't already do like and drop a subscribe that'd be great for for yep. everyone and let's keep this growing um of course co-host liam thank you for our first show no congratulations awesome. well done well done to yourself you've run it all yourself absolutely super brilliant uh, sparks thank you for joining us happy to be part of it your first show many more to come i'm sure <laughs> Uh, Mackenzie, thank you so much for joining us as oh, well. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. It was awesome. Thank you. And Bez, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to be around you guys with this positive attitude as well. Helps everyone. <laughs> yeah. That's Let's it. Keep That's it what going. we like to hear. It's good to get off X sometimes. Hearing all, all, the, all the pessimism. <laughs> and talk to, to real people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And there we go. Yeah, so we will be back next Tuesday at the same time. Um, as Liam said, do get any questions or feedback to us uh, via X or via here. It's no problem at all. Uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. And we'll finish with Jonesy's question. What do you think of Tottenham? Ta- Tottenham is shit. Shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> shite. Oh, just shite. You know it. Oh, so, 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 so.